0: Yo, what's good everybody, this is feast, and before we start today's amazing episode with Rob Henderson, I want to let you guys know, go ahead and mark your calendars for Monday, December 13th, because I am launching my new project, The Standard. Guys, I've been telling you guys that we're working on a project, we have big things coming, we have a huge announcement, and this is it. I am so excited to introduce this new project to you, so many of you guys are going to be absolutely in love with it, so make sure you have your notifications on, on YouTube, so you be one of the first people to find out about it. So mark your calendars Monday, December 13th for our new project, The Standard, and let's get started with this week's episode. So now let me push
1: back. Um who's more likely to play video games? The guys. Who's more like who's more likely to look at porn? The guys. I mean that, ain't that it right there? guys are more likely to be distracted yeah guys are more likely to be lazy guys are more likely to just kind of cruise and women got this battery put in their back from feminism and all this stuff yeah so they're like conditioned to be the independent woman out the gate and guys are like well you know what i mean i'll do this thing over here who's who's the most likely to dive suicide who's the most likely to drive drunk yeah right like i don't know if we could point that and just be like It's society's fault. Mm -hmm. You know what I think it is? Yeah. I think we have a bunch of bored warriors. Okay.
0: Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Fees, and welcome to another episode. So glad that you guys are here today. I feel like today is going to be a fantastic conversation, and one of the things... I love about this show is that there, as I begin to navigate my life, you know, a lot of people who I've been following, hearing about, you know, kind of co-networking with for years of of a time, a lot of these people I'm starting to meet in person, you know, and I'm really starting to connect with later on in life. And this new roommate is somebody who I've known him for quite a long time, though he didn't know me, but we recently connected and we had a great conversation. I thought it'd be great to bring him back to the show. So please welcome the one and only my man Bruce Line. Bro,
1: thank you so much for having me, man. What up, man? I'm happy to be here, bro. This is dope. Your whole your whole setup is yeah, fine. Yeah. Man. yeah. Nah, I appreciate yeah. it, man. So so man up, 2010. Yeah. And now we're here. Yeah. That's so wild because that, that was a that was a uh, a pivotal point for my career as well. Yeah. Doing that event. So that's so wild because you were at that, but we didn't meet. Yeah. And then we connected recently when I had you on my channel. I know. Which I I thought was a dope conversation. I had a lot of positive reviews on that conversation. So I'm so happy to be here with you, man. That's
0: awesome. So Rusan, for those who don't know who you are, can give a bit of an elevator pitch about who you are and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah. So I'm a creative entrepreneur. I'm originally a refugee from a little country called Azerbaijan Baku. Moved out to San Diego in the 90s. uh, Fell in love with hip hop music. Started following Jesus. Now I do YouTube and a bunch of other stuff. Renaissance, man. I love it. That, <laughs> that, that was elevator pitch. <laughs> you see when I say
0: elevator pitch, they gave me a bit of a, a longer one. I asked Tom Bailu for elevator pitch. Yeah. He went for like five minutes. <laughs> he gave you his whole bio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bruce <laughs> gave an gave, gave elevator pitch. Get to the point, straight, man. <laughs> straight to the point. So I found you. It's interesting. You, you said 2010 was a man-up conference. I think it might have been
1: 2012. 2012 Man Up 12, Conference, yeah. yeah.
0: And so it's it's fascinating that that's the, point of, that's the point you go back to. Yes. Because for me and what I do here at The Roommates, people... Some people who don't know the whole story may not understand that like this has been my life for years. Right. Like this has been something I've been passionate about. I've been interested in. I've been I've been doing maybe not on the public sphere, but on a a more private and personal matter. I've been doing this for quite a long time. So it's really interesting that like I remember being at that man Up conference and just all the connections I was able to make and the people I was able to meet. And literally, lo and behold, you know, now being able to see you all those years later. So I know you from the music, from the art. So what made you decide to get into music to begin with?
1: I, it kind of fell in my lap, believe it or not. As I was playing. I thought I was going to be a basketball player. Oh, really? That was my thing. Like, <laughs> I'm going to the NBA. Yeah, think, right. Yeah. And my, my man Marcus, who's here with me, like we was on the same uh, team with the oh, same wow. coaches. And uh I didn't know that there had never been an Armenian that made it to the NBA. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, j- j- jeans and whatever. So long story short, I get cut my sophomore year of basketball. Mm. And I was kind of the guy that, like, would freestyle around the campus. Yeah. And, and, and the other guys on the basketball team, like, oh, yo, you're dope. Like, you yeah. should you should take this music thing seriously. And so I had a show... Uh, At our little rec center The school threw a show And it was like a talent show And I performed I smashed and won that Battle of the bands I was like the only rapper Battle of the bands And then I remember my Some year of high school Sophomore year probably I had to do part one Of our senior dissertation Type of Mm. thing They made you do a thing Like what you want to do With the rest of your life Yeah. And I did a presentation On like I want to be An independent rap artist I want to start a record label In high school And I just, I just kept going, bro. I just yeah. didn't quit. Like, I really just didn't quit. Yeah, 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 And this is before the Chance the Rappers and the Russes. And now it's mad different. But back then, there was no viable pathway. What year had, was this? I, I put out my first retail record 2004. Wow. Like, in stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the break started shortly after that. And then... Uh, I had a killer year, 2011, 2012, which is probably around the time you heard of us as yeah. the breaks. It's when we did stuff for Lecrae, Andy, the Man Up Conference. But I didn't go full time until 2015 wow. because we didn't have health insurance. There was no like way to get health insurance on a market without paying like $1,500 for a family. So yeah. 2015, I quit my job and I go full time. So even from that window, I mean, that's a 12, 12-year grind.
0: Nah, that's that's real because I think similar to my story, a lot of people don't know the the grind behind right. the process. You know, right. they see the fitness work. They see Ruslan, right. independent guy. They see Ruslan, the content creator. They see all these things, but they don't know the step-by-step right. grind that helps you get there. Yeah,
1: yeah. and the grind was, you know, low-key introduced to me through Dave Ramsey yeah. and the financial literacy side mm. because I didn't really know how to approach like building the business out. Again, yeah. there's this is... Bro, this is pre-Instagram. Yeah. Like Twitter, MySpace. Yeah. Like MySpace was fading. Twitter was taking off. Yeah. And that's when we got really, really, really got started. So I remember listening to Dave Ramsey. And Dave Ramsey read this proverb. And he said, he who works his land will have abundant food. He who chases fantasies will have their share of poverty. Mm. And that was like, "Yeah, is this my land? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Is, this, is this me chasing fantasies? Mm. And I asked my wife. I said, hey, I don't want to be in the same place I am this time next year. Yeah. I need you to hold me accountable. It was my birthday, 2010, New Year's Eve. And so a year from then, we had put out a song every week Doing this thing called Remix Wednesdays, we put out three mixtapes, two albums, and had thirty shows booked going into twenty twelve. Wow. So for her, it was like, oh, of course, like you got to, you got to keep doing this. And she was the one that, that really kind of made me quit my job in twenty fifteen. Oh wow, um, she was a stay at home mom, and I was like, yeah, I think you need to, I think you need to quit yeah, and do yeah. this music thing. So, but through the door of Gary V, which I know you just had Anthony O'Neill on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, through the door of Gary V, I get introduced to Michael Hyatt. I get introduced to. Um, uh, uh f- through Dave Ramsey, Michael Hyatt, yeah. Gary Vee, all these personalities that then gave me some tactical things on I how to actually build it out. I have not out.
0: heard Michael Hyatt's name in so long. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but it was the 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 basics. Yeah. What is your brand? Yeah. What is your mission? What is your yeah. vision? What is your plan? The very Man. basics of just to sit down and do because so many people start doing and creating without yeah. thinking like what do, am I actually trying to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then pivot as you go. And yeah. I've obviously now I'm doing YouTube and I've yeah. pivoted as yeah. have you. Yeah. Right with with the roommates that's pivoted and so. I think but the foundation was laid by those yeah. like, by those guys man.
0: That's so crazy because I literally forgot how much of influence Michael Hyatt had because Michael Hyatt was during the blog era. Yes. And so when I was I was consuming this content all the time because I was I initially wanted to be a writer. Okay. And so that's why I love Michael Hyatt's work because he like he literally has so much good gems and mm-hmm. and, and wisdom about just being an author and things right. like that. So man, I think all the men right now who are living in the digital era, they don't understand how guys had to literally build their lives without mm-hmm. the wealth of knowledge, yep. right? That we had today. Cause even though back in the day you we had great resources, but it wasn't as abundant as yeah. it is today. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff like we had to build it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men are benefiting from the years of, you know, banging our head in the dark yeah. that <laughs> to yeah.
1: get gets to where we are today. I think one funny side story, I used to do multi-level marketing. Which one? Prepaid legal. Okay. Now it's called Legal Shield. Mm-hmm. And 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 the stuff that I heard, Michael Hyatt, I had gotten seeds from that 10 years ago. My yeah. ben, my man Ajax, at, on my 18th birthday, took me out and like signed me up yeah, underneath yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And that it was what I heard of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and yeah. all, all those things. And then that, that was those, those were the seeds. Yeah. But even that, I wouldn't have been exposed to any of that had yeah. I not done yeah. multi-level marketing. And then I did that for six months. I made it up like the third or fourth level and became a manager. And I was yeah. like, okay, I could do this for myself. Yeah. But I didn't keep educating myself. So yeah. then when Gary Vee came around, it was like the Entree Leadership Podcast. It was like yeah. a wealth of knowledge. Now, to your point... I think kids take it for granted because mm. there's so much out there. Yeah. It's like recording music. Like yeah. back in the day, you used to have to really know how to do stuff. Now you can get a Mac mini for $700, or a USB microphone, and you got a studio. Yeah. And there's been albums recorded like that that mm. are massive records. Like I think Anderson Pack did a whole thing about how they recorded their thing on like an old inbox, broken microphone. And oh, wow. it was like a massive record. I say all that to say, I think now sometimes all of the information can handicap people because mm. oh I know I know I know I know but yeah. are you actually hungry to find it and then apply it because yeah. if there's no hunger and desire to find it you may be less likely to apply it
0: man that's that's so real man that's 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 real because I think that there's um when I was a teacher the biggest mistake I felt like I made was I was so obsessed with giving my students everything mm-hmm. especially the ones I was coaching and mentoring that I created an environment where they never really had to learn how to go out and hunt mm. you know they they knew how to eat fish they didn't know how to go get some fish and so sometimes there's a thing where dudes will call me all the time because one of the things I like to do, I like to just take phone calls and just talk to people personally mm-hmm. dudes will call me all the time and they'll ask me questions and I'm like, "Bro, I've given you so much information mm-hmm. that that can answer that question in 5 minutes, mm-hmm. but in their brains it's like maybe having so much has made them lazy where they like they want me to transfer my brain into their bodies and mm-hmm. like do it mm-hmm. for them and so that makes a lot of sense why that could be a
1: challenge. Let me ask you this, do you think I see a parallel between that and fitness? Okay. Cuz if you have the discipline to 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 I want to get abs. Yeah. I want to put on muscle, or I want to lose weight. That's not an overnight process. You yeah. know, that's a, a year minimal commitment to really see any type of progress. Yeah. Hitting your nutrients, your macronutrients, food. Do, do you think sometimes on the path to that you almost got to you almost got encourage people to do something? Go go get debt free. Go get shredded. Go yeah. do something else, because then you can understand that what, what that self inflicted adversity can do for you on the long term?
0: Man, so I'm going to answer that question with a long, a long short story. So one of my favorite books is called 12 Rules for Life by Jordan, B. Jordan Peterson. Peterson. I yeah. talked about it all the time. People know it, you know it. And he, I love the way he he introduces some of his rules because it's not as straight up as possible. Mm-hmm. Like Petticat, when you see it, it's not as straight up. So I created a rule in the back of my mind. I was just thinking about something. And I said, you know, plant a seed and watch it. That's one of the rules I have, mm. and the premise behind that is something happens in the planting process that I feel as though agrarian society, which most of us historically came from, mm-hmm. helped shape the brain to understand how life works. Okay, the the because you know when it comes to plants. You have to be able to water them. You have to right. be able to give it light, but you also have to be able to remove weeds. Right. You right, must right. also be have to be able to trim the plants. Right. And you have to be able to maybe if the plant's not growing in one direction, mm-hmm. adjust it. Mm-hmm. There's something that I believe is really powerful from planting that that I would encourage men to try it. If you you know, yeah. if you have some space, yeah, neighborhood yeah. garden things along yeah. the, to teach you about delayed gratification, as well as a work to achieve success, especially yeah. to feed yourself. So to answer your question, 100%, yeah. I think by doing something active and tangible, mm-hmm. it's really important to be able to establish the mental framework that's going to be needed for you right to do something whether it's building a business whether it's having a family right. so now I agree with you 100% I think it's important for people to do one of those things
1: now do you think if the people that you were coaching were maybe paying you more for coaching that they would then apply the Bro, advice more this is
0: this is now we're getting to, now we're now we're getting into some content so most people and you're content creator so you know this our fundamental problem is that a hundred people are gonna are gonna love this episode, Ruslan. A hundred people mm-hmm. are gonna probably reach out to you and say, bro, I love this conversation mm-hmm. you had with the roommates. Two people are gonna send a very nasty message. <laughs> and what's gonna happen for most people is that you remember those two, but you forget about 95% mm-hmm. of those hundred that send right. you something good. So I say that because one of the one of the minute complaints I get, rarely get it, but it sticks on me when I get it, is people tell me, why do you charge for these courses? Mm-hmm. Why do you charge for this session? Why do you do mm-hmm. all that? You're you know, taking advantage of yeah. people, You know, all types of mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. logic that they have. And I told a story a couple of months ago on the podcast, and I said, going back to when I was a teacher, mm-hmm. my fundamental problem was that I never taught my students how to sacrifice for what they want. Mm. And when you don't sacrifice for what you get, you end up valuing it less. Wow! It's kind of like the person who gets their first car, my sweet sixteen, because right, daddy, right. you know, had yeah. a bunch of money, yeah. versus the person that, like you, was probably working a job, mm-hmm. hustling your nine to five, mm-hmm. saved up for maybe this rinky-dink Toyota, but you treated it like everything in the world because mm-hmm. you pay for it with your money. Yep. And so, whenever I do something for free, mm-hmm. I do a lot of free stuff. I I know for a fact I'm doing a disservice for that person mm. because they never value it. Mm, I I have so many examples. Like we have tons of content where people call in mm-hmm. and they're like, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna do this for you for free. Mm-hmm. Have never once. I true story. I've bought in men hundreds of books for free. Mm-hmm. Never once did anyone ever hit me back and tell me that they read the book. Mm. Never once. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> never once. Never. Never had. Never had it once.
1: That's crazy. That's and, crazy. And so to answer
0: your question, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and the funny thing is that, that I think that critique is so silly because I, 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 we were talking about what you charge for your yeah. sessions, and I was just like, that's not even that much. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, in yeah. the grand scheme yeah, of things, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's not even a lot of. That's not even that much money to yeah. sit down with somebody that's accomplished the things you've accomplished. So I think there's some. There was a, a study done with um, taking people, and they let them drink. A ten dollar glass of wine and a hundred and fifty dollar glass of wine, and then they tested Mm. which glass of wine was better, and everybody said the hundred and fifty dollar glass of wine by by and large. And then they revealed to them that it was the same glass of wine. (laughs) 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 So there's something about even you valuing something more based on what it costs and what it doesn't. And then yeah, and then you can kind of get into this weird like this ethical side of things of like, well, am I overcharging and this and that? And then it's like, man, average person is spending three to $500 yeah. a month eating out and drinking Starbucks. Yeah. You know, like yeah, the, yeah. like it, it's, if you value something, you will, you will pay for it. Yeah. And I wish, and so I, so, so recently I started doing, I started seeing a therapist mm-hmm. and I value that time and he's weighted, his worth is weight in gold, yeah. but there's something about paying for that, yeah. that really helps, me like apply it mm-hmm. and value it more, and I I don't I don't know if I could have received that when I was twenty, mm. eighteen. Like I like I you know because people have different capacities. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if my capacity could have received that hard truth of mm. like, hey man, like you got some trauma in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is gonna follow you. Yeah deal with it now yeah. and by the way you need to budget an extra $300 a month yeah. to do this yeah. you think you think younger men could receive that
0: uh no the ones that watch our content by God's grace a lot of them do most okay. of them don't um and the the problem is that what you what you what you begin to realize is somebody asked Gary V one time he said Gary Vee, why do you give all your information for free why mm-hmm. don't you charge anybody mm-hmm. like why do you give all your insider secrets for free? Aren't you afraid that people are going to, you know, that your competitors are going to take your secrets and use it yeah, against you? Yeah. And what Gary said was so powerful. I'll never forget it. Gary literally said, I can tell you everything I did to build a business, but you still won't build a business. Mm. He said, like, it doesn't matter what I say. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to do it anyway. And so I find that so many people, the challenge, is, is, especially in this era, is not a lack of information. It's a lack of application. And so, especially when you receive so much free information, mm-hmm. you just don't value it as much. Think about when we, were, when you and I were growing up, mm-hmm. you wanted a book, you had to go to the library. Mm-hmm. And what happened if it was late? You got, you got fees yeah. on the, on the <laughs> library card, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so we have to understand, like, sacrifice. We have to yeah. understand you can't just be at home and just da-da-da-da-da, yeah. nah. Yeah. Internet was slow as heck, with AOL well, 2.0, right. you know what right. I mean? Like, right. so you're 100% right, I think, unfortunately, Young men, the things that are required for them to be successful, they could be successful if they did it. Mm. The fundamental problem is that there's a reason why most young men aren't successful because they're not doing it. You know what I mean? So like a catch-22. So we're going to take a quick pause from this week's episode to talk to you guys about our amazing sponsors over at Skillshare. Skillshare is a -a one-of-a-kind online learning community where you can learn all types of skills from creative to design to business development and so much more. Men, the reviews are in and people have been experiencing transformation from Skillshare because Skillshare has so many practical courses that you can take today that can benefit you, like How to Find Your Purpose course, like How to Start Your Business course. There's so many things available for free right now on Skillshare. So go to Skillshare.com slash roommates to get your first month for free of charge Skillshare.com slash roommate. Guys, don't just be someone who's constantly complaining about life. Take it into your own hands and build yourself up. Get the skills to become the best version of yourself. Skillshare.com slash roommates. You'll thank me later. And
1: let's get back to this week's episode. Simple but not easy. Exactly. It's all it's all simple. It's not that complicated. Yeah. Figure out something that's broken, that that needs fixing, a problem that needs solving. Yeah develop the skills, the assets, the character traits to solve that problem yeah. and then go solve that problem. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what you find is the more of a utility you are, yeah. the more your network expands. Yeah.
0: Question for you real quick before cutting, for cutting you off. When you were 22 years old, who was the, let's go 20, 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Who were the three most influential people you were listening to every single day?
1: Twenty two, twenty three. That's a good question. So twenty three, I was a, I was a newlywed, I had just gotten married. I was probably listening to Mark Driscoll okay. a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> or I was just starting to. Mm-hmm. Is that that window? I hadn't heard. I hadn't discovered Dave Ramsey yet. So I think I was just starting to discover Driscoll. Probably my own pastor, mm-hmm. and then like. Jay-Z or Kanye. That was really what was kind of driving my worldview. Maybe some Christian hip-hop, but I wasn't even that deep into it. Yeah,
0: 25, who was it?
1: Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. 100%. Dave Ramsey, Mark Driscoll.
0: Yeah. So, the reason why I asked you that is because a lot of people may not know Driscoll. The few people who might know him might know him from the crappy Christianity Today series that they did about (laughs) him. Um, (laughs) But it's fascinating how when you think about Who'd you grow up with before I act? What do you mean? Like parents. Just my mom. Just your mom. Single mom. Think about as much crap as people give Driscoll. Think about what Driscoll taught. Mm-hmm. Think about how we taught. And think about how Driscoll called men mm-hmm. to excellence and greatness. Right. Imagine if you never had that. Right. Right. Imagine if you were newlywed or whatever it was that mm-hmm. you were going going on. You had no no Driscoll, no content like that. Right. Imagine at 25, there was no Dave Ramsey. Mm. That's how majority of people live right now. Gosh, dang, yeah,
1: that's heavy, man. Yeah, that's heavy. I I never never thought about it that yeah. way. Wow.
0: So your second guy you said was your pastor. Were you close with him personally?
1: I was f- fairly close, like not, not super super close, but yeah. Did they, did they have like any like
0: one on one discipleship at the church?
1: Then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, I definitely, by the grace of God, there was definitely pastors that would that would, that would pour into me. Yeah, one on one, we. We had a, a men's group yeah. that would meet every Monday. That was, bro, our men's group was serious. Yeah. Our men's group, we would do 16 weeks closed. If you showed up late more than once, you were out. Wow. You got you, 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 no, no show, no call, you're out. Yeah. Um, we would weigh in. Oh, wow. We would work out and play (laughs) basketball. We'd weigh in and like based on what people's goals are, you want to lose weight? All right, cool. Like you need to stop eating Twinkies and being an idiot. You want to gain weight? All right, like are you eating more food? you eating more protein? And we would work out. We'd weigh ourselves and then we have a Bible study. Sometimes it would be after basketball so we would would be on a basketball court cussing, testosterone, super high and then like mad at each other like all right we're going to read this bible <laughs> <laughs> so our group was very intense yeah, yeah, yeah. very intense but it was it was necessary yeah. in that season i would say so those older how many of those guys in the group were married with children i was the first one married okay. i think i was the first one married and I think Belief got married after me. Okay. And then some guys didn't get married till like way well, later. But
0: the individual leading the
1: men's group, was it, was it you
0: guys or was there any older guy from the church who was leading it and helping, guiding it or anything like that? You know,
1: we would have older guys pop in. Okay. But not consistently be okay. there for us so we were literally like going through the driscoll series or okay. going through our pastor okay, series cool, cool. and going through the notes okay or or better we were reading the bible in a year okay so okay. we would do you know you get the bible in a year yeah. bibles yeah. and then it would have like the old testament the new testament the psalm and a proverb yeah we just go through that and then you hit like leviticus and numbers it yeah, 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 just be like yeah. why yeah, 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 like yeah, 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 now yeah. we're in here for weeks you know yeah. so yeah that was that was what it was
0: now that's good because so basically it was more Peer discipleship than more so uh
1: elder discipleship. It was peer discipleship and then I personally had elder discipleship. Okay. That's why that's why yep. I was
0: asking that. Because I tell people all the time, especially people in the space that you and I both come from, mm-hmm. imagine not having that, being twenty three years old, being married, mm-hmm. not having any Driscoll, being twenty-three years old, being a young adult, not having any Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. at twenty-five. Mm-hmm. And all the 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 Vast amount of resources yeah. from primary sources. Right, right. Men who were married with children, living life, running businesses, right, bounce. Right. And you're able to touch, talk, hear and learn from them. Yeah, Majority of men don't have any of that.
1: Yeah. Why?
0: First thing, similar to your experience, who's home?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because mo- a lot of men don't got fathers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, so yeah. the, the first thing is that, you know, you got to think about it as much crap as people gave dads in the past, like about dads not being there. Mm-hmm. For my analysis, historically speaking, men are not present during early childhood development. Okay. And it sounds bad, but men are not really that important as mm-hmm. much hmm. as much. I'm going to clarify this because it's going to sound bad. Important as much during very early childhood development. What okay. I mean by that is. When you think about your you have any children? Yes. So you're thinking about your children when you were when they were younger, majority of their time was spent with their mother. Mm-hmm. They saw you here and there when you were came back from work or you know, the weekend mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Majority of the time was with mom. Mm-hmm. But the child was still happy, vibrant, mm-hmm. loving, doing well. Not saying because dad wasn't relevant, but mm-hmm. during those early years mm-hmm. of development, especially being fed, mm-hmm. showered, the sure. nurturing stuff, sure. the mom is there. Sure. So during those years, while every father should be present, yeah. and it's not an excuse to not be there, yeah. Just when it comes to the, the child not being developed, mm-hmm. it's not going to affect him as much. Yeah. What happens is later on in life, historically speaking, after a certain age, the the kids would no longer be with mom and with mom and now they come with dad mm. so let's say you were a blacksmith and what was the time ta- where were you from again
1: uh san diego now Azerbaijan, baku yeah okay. you should say baku baku
0: okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> Azerbaijan, baku so baku from baku yeah. let's say there was a your dad was like a, a blacksmith yeah yeah at 13 or whatever age it was okay you've been with mommy your whole life you've been with grandma and auntie and them now you come with me wow And now, now, now you're going to be here. So we make, we make dads as if like dads were just never there for years, but no dad's role was when it's time to give the son responsibility and work, you come with me and the, and the discipleship is now more immersion than conversation. Hmm. And so a oh, lot. you I see what, you're you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. before it was like people like, "Oh, dad didn't talk to me. Dad didn't yeah. talk." Yeah. You think about it. When you guys were bonding doing your community group, I guarantee you there was equally as much bonding on a basketball court as it was in yeah. that conversation you yeah. would have over 30 days. Understanding, I mean, whatever you're going through the Bible in a year. Yeah. And so there's a lot of immersion that happens with just being with dad, whether you're on the farm or doing this, that, and the third. Yeah. And so that's so pivotal in a man's development those latter years of being with father that's and good. working with father. And so when guys have none of that, yeah. totally devoid, Yeah, how are they going to learn about life?
1: Yeah, no, that's good. And I, I, th- I just read a study recently that said, it's the first time in 30 years that the fatherlessness rate has dropped. So, mm. so we're, actually, we're actually moving in the right direction yeah. in the last year or two uh, in terms of more dads yeah. being present. Right. Do you
0: know also why that's so?
1: I I would I would I don't know. I yeah. want to hear what you think. I think there's a variety of reasons. Yeah. What, what, um, what would you so think? My, my guess would be for like for for I would say guys in our generation, yeah. um, I think we desperately don't want to repeat the same mistakes. Yeah. So I think there's that. Like, man, I know what it was like not having my dad around, or I know what it was. I I saw the pain it caused my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I think there's that. Um I think there might be more safety nets, mm-hmm. uh, more more economic opportunity right? The internet has made the world smaller. It's created a whole another gajillion dollar business with business online. Yeah. So I think it's, I'm meeting more and more millionaires. I'm meeting more and more people that do a couple hundred thousand a year. And maybe it's just my proximity is changing yeah. as well. But so I think those would be my, my two reasons. I don't yeah. know. What, what, what's the, other I story? think
0: one of the, the big reasons why as well is because people are not having kids as
1: much so the, so we're having less kids today.
0: I think, yeah, we're having less kids today. And I think what's happening is that, so like the divorce rate is also going down. People don't know this or not, but the divorce rate is going mm-hmm. down at the, the 50% that people usually talk about was usually a number in the seventies it has been going down quite drastically for the past 40 years. And so people are having less kids. And so when people do have children, I believe it's a lot more strategic. I think in the nineties, what happened, like nineties was like, that was single motherhood rate super high right, and stuff right. like that, and so definitely with the with less people getting married, less people having children. I think when people are having children, it's a little bit more planned than it mm. was back in the eighties and nineties era, especially you know in um, certain communities as well.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and I think when we, if we go back to the example of you said the average person walking around here doesn't have all this, yeah, all this, all this access. I think my, my, my heart breaks and I go, okay, well, h- how do we yeah. help, right? Yeah. Like, how do we help? How do we get people plugged in and stuff? I know you guys got your Patreon community. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a Patreon community. And and we, like, I did a three-day challenge uh, on Love What You Do. Yeah. Bro, it was, it, was, it was like a private Facebook group. And we had, you know, 750 people in a group, That's 300 awesome. people showing up every day. And just, like, hungry awesome. for some sort of guidance, yeah. you know? And then... And then we did an implementation workshop and I sat there and talked to about 55, not the, not the most strategic use of my time, but I sat and talked to about 55 individual people and just kind of walked them through their, their situation. And I've never, I didn't realize there was this much need. I didn't realize there was this much hunger. Right. And I'm just a guy on YouTube at the end of the day. Right. But see your point, like how can can that happen vicariously does it happen through local churches does it yeah. happen through mentorship does it happen through man you just got a man up and yeah. learn to earn earn some more money and go hire some coaches like how like how do we how do we you know how nah. do we turn that corner
0: now nah, that's that's a, that's a great question and and so th- now we can get into the, the fun stuff i really want to talk to you about some of the church conversations that we were having before on my channel. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Uh, Uncle show called me and he left me like a voice. He said, yeah, man, Ruslan told me you don't go to church. <laughs> show hit you on a yeah. voice note or he called you on a phone. No, he doesn't call me. He hit me on a, a voice voice, voice note. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, um, you know, I think to me. When it comes to the issue with men, to answer your question, it's not a it's not a problem. And we're not going to make any changes until people view it as a problem.
1: Okay, so it's not it's not going to be a change until so there's some urgency. To yeah. It. Okay.
0: And so, obviously, I believe it's a problem. I'm saying society for those society isn't viewed as a problem. So, a perfect example. I talk about it all the time. Uh, me and, and Anthony are going to talk about this later. There was a recent article that came out talking about as a business Business Insider article based upon a CNN interview with this NYU professor who said it is a mating crisis. I'm not sure if you saw the article. I did not see the article. Because so NYU professor said there's a mating crisis because um, the average college is 60% female and 40% male.
1: Yeah, I've heard that statistic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And a lot of college educated women want college educated managers and there's just none to be around. Uh-huh. And a lot of women are, would rather be single than settle for less than who they Someone are. Someone below yeah, their yeah. education level. So wh- the reason why I thought that was so fascinating was that the Atlantic did an article about this years ago, um, talking about in the '70s, '60s, and '50s when it was 60 percent men, it was an issue. So colleges were trying to incentivize incentivize women from for going. A lot of a lot of feminist okay. pushes were okay. like, "Oh, well, listen, women are not being represented in colleges, right. this, that, and the third. Right. So they, the colleges took an active push yeah. to work on. Helping women go to college. Right, 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 But now when the issue is there's not a lot of men going mm-hmm. to college, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So it has to be something in society where we, we view that we have to hmm. tangibly do that. And the, the for people in your audience and some people in my audience, they view the church as that vehicle Similar. for change. Yeah. Um, the, the church is going to be the vehicle that's supposed to help men yeah but similar to what I told you I love that you start this conversation with the man up conference that was a phase
1: yeah
0: the whole man up movement the whole acts 29 type yeah. of energy and yeah. you know we drink beer we love Bible we like MMA like that's not masculinity but you know what I mean <laughs> toxic masculinity yeah, Huffies. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and so and so that was a phase hmm. it's not it's not in our it's not a core value. It's not a core value. Building men is not a core value of any church. So to me, I definitely believe in some of the churches need to be make a bigger priority, but they don't they don't view it as a priority.
1: So, OK, so I'm, I'm going to speak anecdotally because okay. I don't have any stats to back okay. any of this. up. Okay. I'm just going to speak my experience. Yeah. So after me and you had that conversation, mm-hmm. I sat down with Jeff Moores from Rhythm Church. Okay. And that's the church we'll probably transition to because there's just more opportunity to serve. And I've been at the same church for 20 years. It's amazing. And I presented some of this, these things to him, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and he was just like, man, I would, I would love for people to step up and do men's ministry. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love for that to be a, 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 a thing in our church. And when I look at his church, it's, it's probably about 55% male. 55 to 60%. 70%. We just came back from Flavor Fest conference. Okay. And I mean, bro, there's a lot of dudes there.
0: Okay, what what for those who don't know what is Flavor Fest?
1: Flavor Fest Christian hip hop conference, urban 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 missionary yeah. C- uh, conference. So you had Dr. Eric Mason, you had um you had uh, Tommy, Pastor Tommy, which is his Church Crossover Church, uh, KB headlined, yeah. Brian Trejo headline the first night. I performed the first night. I did a workshop and a Patreon lunch. Yeah. Uh, they had an entrepreneurial track. They had a business track. They had a, a creative. So I did the creative tracks. Yeah. And I would say, Marcus, would you say 60% men at that event or 50-50 or more women? 50% men. i say yeah. at least 50% men. Yeah. And the last night kb f- performed yeah this man full the kanye got off got off performed while the crowd is still cheering yeah. walks out gets in his car we drive off and we go watch the fight and you saw and that was like 80 percent man yeah, and course. we stayed up until one in the morning watching yeah. the fight Did you see the fight last night yeah, yeah that was incredible yeah, fight yeah, yeah, was yeah, that yeah, a good yeah, fight yeah, yeah, That was amazing. and and so i don't know and again maybe i'm speaking anecdotally mm-hmm. so here i'm in tampa and it's like men, men getting together, watching fight, mm-hmm. having beer. Like like everything you just described yeah. happened last night. Yeah. You know, I don't want to snitch on anybody drinking. Yeah. It's be like, So-and-so Christian rapper drink yeah, a beer, yeah, yeah. right? But there was alcohol, there was a fight, uh, a handful of women there, mostly yeah. dudes, yeah. jumping around, fighting, you know, the yeah. whole thing. Back home, same thing. Cats yeah. get together. We we watch the fight. We do the, we do the thing. My church is probably 50-50 men, maybe 55% men. Yeah. Jeff's church is probably the same. So, I, again, maybe I'm speaking anecdotally, yeah. and I don't have anything to back these numbers yeah. up. But I would say if I am speaking anecdotally, yeah. well, l- let's figure out what is happening at Crossover church, yeah. that there's so many men there, yeah. what's happening at City Takers Church, that there's so many men there, what's happening at Rhythm Church, there's so many men there, yeah. so that we can we can extract that. There's a Thomas Sowell quote, and I know you're probably familiar with Thomas Sowell, and I don't agree with all of his politics, but he said, the question isn't why is there chaos in the universe and in the world? The question is, why is there any order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's go investigate and celebrate what brings order to yeah. things.
0: Now that's a great conf- that's a Great point. So. Two things. One, I'm gonna answer your questions. Two, three, and one. Question number two about FlavorFest, or the same about FlavorFest. That's like a, a hip hop leaning conference. Yeah, ur- I mean, ur- they would call it like urban yeah. urban missions. Yeah. So, so, so when you think about the headliners, and those are people that naturally guys would like to go to. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, and so that even the church you go to, you said Rhythm Church. Am i Am not familiar with it? There, there are churches where they have male leaders mm-hmm. who are very strong, and and they, and they, and, they, and, they, and young men gravitate to them. Mm-hmm. But the question is that the exception is that the rule.
1: That's the question. You know, so yep.
0: so like, how many? If you were San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. How many churches in San Diego out of a hundred are like Rhythm Church?
1: So the rock is like Rhythm Church, okay. but that's because you got Miles McPherson, who is yeah. an ex-football player, yeah. right? Very masculine, yeah, yeah, talks yeah. about working out, football, yeah. right? Uh, the movement, I would say, movement, maybe maybe 50-50, men and women, i say the rock feels more like rhythm. Um, and so... Yeah. So I'd say that the churches that I'm connected to are all like that.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. So it's like when you think about the Acts 29, the, the reform kind of th- that world, mm-hmm. it's so small compared to PCUSA. Mm-hmm. So small from Church of God in Christ. Church of God it's so small yeah. to all these other denominations, mm-hmm. you know, you know, like Baptist, mm-hmm. Presbyterian, Anglo- mm-hmm. like there's a lot of guys mm-hmm. who even like, who are watching this mm-hmm. content who've never even heard of a Lecrae. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we, yeah. in our world, it's big because it's what we see. Sure. Did you go to college? Yeah. Did you graduate?
1: Barely. Technically, I walked, mm-hmm. I got my picture with the dean and there was no diploma in <sighs> there because I never uh, took my uh, Russian proficiency exit exam. Oh, wow. And now I just don't care because it's <laughs> completely irrelevant. Yeah. So I went to college, but cool. not. But I didn't finish.
0: So there's this thing where I told Chris, college Graduates or people who went to college view the world as everybody goes to college. Okay. Like everyone that you know probably, if you're a college person, mm-hmm. went to college. I played college football. Everyone I know went to college, mm-hmm. but majority of America mm-hmm. doesn't go to college. Hmm. You know? Like mm-hmm. when you look at when you look up the numbers, how many people graduated college in the black community? It says only 30, I think it was 33% of men graduate college in the black community. So third. Yeah. Third. So but all my friends graduated college. Mm. So in my world, 100% of guys graduate college. Yeah. But in reality, most guys didn't graduate college. Okay, okay. And That's so what I've, what I've realized is that sometimes when you're in certain church circles, these exceptional people mm-hmm. create standards that other people don't even experience.
1: So let me ask you this, though. But do you think that men don't have a place in church? Yes. Or... <laughs> do you think men have an issue with following other men no because think about,
0: think about what you just said miles uh-huh. mark driscoll the other pastor jeff, pastor jeff.
1: yeah pastor Tom. guys
0: have no problem following men uh, and winston churchill uh-huh. george washington if you're a strong capable man men uh-huh. will follow you gary uh-huh. v uh-huh. men have no problem submitting and following men that's what men have been doing for the beginning of time uh-huh. so it's not a people when they say oh men, no Look at all these gangs and all these organizations and no men follow men. Uh-huh. They they but the problem is they only follow men they can respect. Okay. That's fair. They follow men they can respect. Yeah. And when they feel like they can respect you, mm. then they will follow you. Mm. If they can't respect you, they definitely won't follow you. Mm. So when I was a teacher, the first year, this is weird, but the girls gave me hell. mm and because when you're new at a school and the guys gave me hell too, some of the guys, when you're new at a school, mm-hmm. they, they don't respect you. So they Wait, What what grade did you teach? Seventh grade. Wait, that's a that's a terrible <laughs> worst. I, I wanted that <laughs> grade. I did seventh grade. They gave me hell. Yeah. They didn't respect me. Yeah. You're you're two? Easier Sunday morning, huh? Because I gained the respect from all their big brothers and sisters. So then the next year, when a new group of kids came in, they all knew who I was. The brothers and sisters loved me. No issues. It was literally huh. walking
1: the park. Interesting. And so men follow, hmm. but they need a man to follow. And so, and so, do you really believe there's not enough men to to follow out there? Yeah. Really. Of course. Okay. <laughs> okay. Based on based on what? Give me some study. Because, okay, oh, and, 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 and you made the point earlier about college and becoming, I remember, I don't remember that exact study you referenced, but I remember, like, breaking points. Uh, I don't know if you watch Christian Sagar. They do, like, independent news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they did a thing highlighting of, like, this is the first time we're seeing more women graduate college than men and yeah. more less educated men. And then basically, like, blowing the whistle and saying, like, this is not a good thing for society. Yeah, this is you think it's good, but it's actually not a good yeah, thing for society. Yeah.
0: All right, we're gonna take a quick break from this week's episode to talk to you guys about our amazing new sponsors over at Shortform. Guys, you know part of the leveling up process is that you have to become educated. You have to improve your mind because a man with a powerful mind is a powerful man indeed. So the amazing thing about short form is short form allows a lot of you guys who are not the most apt at reading to be able to get amazing summaries of books. So this includes books that you may be interested in reading, books you've read in the past, or simply books that you just want to get more information about. So go to shortform.com slash roommates to get your five-day free trial of Short Form. I'm telling you, you guys will love it. Remember, one of my favorite books is 12 Rules for Life by Dr. Jordan Peterson, and I'll be honest with you guys, that book is a bit of a dense book, but the amazing thing about Short Form is it gives you an amazing summary of the book before you read it so you have a better understanding of it. Go to shortform.com slash the roommates, sign up today, start leveling up your mind, and let's get back to this week's episode. No, it's it's, it's Really good because to me it's always a question of what is the average man. Okay. So I was I was I was talking to um a group of ladies, it's always a fun conversation, and I was telling us talking about like the average male salary. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they had no idea what it was, especially mm-hmm. in the age demographic they were in. Mm-hmm. And I pulled up the data and I was like, the average man between age I think it was like twenty one and thirty five makes $42,000 or 44000 something around those lines a the mm-hmm. year. They were astonished because mm-hmm. they said everybody we know makes this amount of money. So to me, there's not a point of reference to the average guy. The average guy is in New York. Mm-hmm. He isn't L.A. He isn't Miami. He mm-hmm. isn't San Diego. He isn't, um, you know, uh, Boston. The average guy is freaking Toledo, Ohio. He's, he's, um, you know, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Mm-hmm. He's Novi Michigan. Mm-hmm. He's, he's Des Moines Iowa. Like that's where they're living. Mm. That's where they're at. They're not, yeah. they're not, that's, that's New York City's not America. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. And so to me, by, when I go to in different environments and you look up really w- because even with numbers you have to factor into the anomalies who are bringing the numbers
1: up right because there's the people on the bottom and the people on the top right Right.
0: and so i think that when you really understand especially when we're saying in the black community 70 percent of children are born to single mothers in the white community i know the numbers is is drastically rising if not over 50 percent at this point when you see that there's there's men who are not raised by—whole generation of men not raised by men. Mm-hmm. Men are not graduating high school at the same rate as women. Men are not graduating college at the same race as women. I would argue—I think Metro UK did a study about this. I, I can be wrong, but I think Metro UK—and I could be wrong, so don't. this is not a fact. They said women under 30 in the UK make more than men. Mm. So I would argue— I would love to see the numbers mm-hmm. to the average salary for women under 30 who have no kids mm-hmm. to the men under 30 who have no kids. And I would argue that the, that that whole women making 80 cents on the dollar would, would evaporate.
1: Okay. So now let me push back. Um, who's more likely to play video games? The guys. Who's more, like, who's more likely to look at porn? The guys. I mean, that, ain't that it right there? <laughs> guys are more likely to be distracted yeah guys are more likely to be lazy guys are more likely to just kind of cruise mm-hmm. and women got this battery put in their back from feminism and all this stuff yeah so they're like conditioned to be the independent woman out the gate and guys are like well you know what i mean i'll yeah. do this thing over here who's who's the most likely to dive suicide who's the most likely to drive drunk yeah right like i don't know if we could point that and just be like It's society's fault. Mm -hmm. You know what I think it is? Yeah. I think we have a bunch of bored warriors. Okay. I think we got a bunch of people that aren't, they don't have a war. And historically men would go to war. So now you just have men that don't have no battle to fight. There's no war. And so what do they do? They're going to create wars. They're going to go fight wars in video games. They're going to go create political drama that's not that, you know, like everybody's a CRT expert or everybody's an anti-mask expert or everybody's a virologist, right? So you're going to create wars or you're going to go play vicarious wars or you're going to go in the streets and have wars, you know, but there's, but because I think they're bored. I think men are bored.
0: And what you mentioned was battery pack. Mm -hmm. Women have a battery pack. Why don't men have the battery pack?
1: I think that's where we come in. I but, think that's where what you guys come I, in where we come but in. But why
0: this is where we but why don't they have it? Why do women have a battery pack and why don't men have a battery? I
1: think overcorrection of women in historically. I think yeah. that's why it is. I think I think it's like um I think it I think it's it's you saw the Dave you see Dave yeah, special, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing like you have a marginalized group yeah. that's been that's been mistreated. Yeah. LGBTQ trans, right? Yeah. Historically, it've mistreated. It's not yeah. right the way gay people used to get beat up, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. right? And They got pissed. Mm -hmm. They got a war to fight. Mm -hmm. And now it's an overcorrection. Yeah. Now it's like you can't say anything about anybody. If you hurt anybody's feelings, well, then you're canceled. And, you know, Dave Chappelle made the point where they canceled uh, J.K. Rawlings for just saying gender is a fact. Yeah. Like. That's what, and that, now in the biggest uproar was that, so in his, the whole point of that, and he said foul stuff about Christians, about yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody, like everybody said some, like the stuff he said about MLK was like, wow, yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. But his point was, and look who tried to cancel him first. Yeah. Right. So I think there is, there is that. Mm-hmm. Oh, similar, not the same, but similar overcorrection. correction yeah. where you can't even talk about some of these things with women and yeah. there's a sensitivity and we can't hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. Right. And I think, it, it there there is and was and, and probably in some places are times where like hey like we gotta like we gotta chill with the way we speak of about gay people we gotta yeah. chill with the way we speak about trans people. we gotta chill with the way we talk about that was necessary but now maybe it's just such an overcorrection yeah. right where like the um the women still make 30 you know 75 cents on a dollar yeah, yeah, and then that's been debunked yeah, right yeah, yeah. we know because why because men do harder things and yeah. tougher jobs and that's why they make more money and they work through their 30s women tend to have kids in their 30s so yeah. they got to take time off on a career so i think some of it has been debunked mm-hmm. but i think i think what we're seeing is an overcorrection yeah and that's why they got the battery in And that's
0: battery. what i'm saying so it's like I, I i made i made this example saying that Let's say that you have two groups of kids. Mm-hmm. One group of kid gets four bowls of rice every day. Another group of kids gets one bowl of rice every day. Mm-hmm. After five years of feeding these kids, one kid is really healthy and strong. One kid is malnourished and weak. Mm-hmm. And then you ask, why is he malnourished and weak? Mm-hmm. Well, you've been feeding him only one bowl of rice. And that's symbolic to what messages are they feeding men? And what messages are they feeding women? When you go on TV and you see Lois Griffin and you see Peter Griffin, what does that tell you about men? What does it tell you about women? Mm-hmm. When you see Marge Simpson, when you see Homer Simpson, what does it tell you about men? What does it tell you about women? Mm-hmm. So to me, it's not just immediate messages. It's just societal messages because at the end of the day, men are a byproduct. People are a byproduct of the culture. People are not individuals who can just come up with their own uh, re- ide- ideologies and philosophies and all these things. People mm-hmm. are a byproduct of the culture. Mm-hmm. So, you, if you have this culture, like you said, that's putting a battery pack. There's nothing wrong with putting a battery pack on the backs of women, of course. Mm-hmm. But give the men the battery pack as well. I was talking. I was giving. I was um, talking about the. Uh, I think Goldman Sachs said they're gonna give like a billion dollars to, to black women. Something yeah, along I those lines. Yeah. We may have talked about that. And I asked a question. I said, "Then, what are the black men gonna get?" Mm-hmm. If, if you give group A a billion dollars mm-hmm. and group B gets no money, mm-hmm. you can't complain why group A is better than group B five mm-hmm. years later and group and group B is so behind. Mm-hmm. And so to me, you're right. Video games is a problem. Mm-hmm. Pornography. We can go on for days about it being a problem, but I I've, I've seen more men suffer from a lack of purpose than from a lack of, of from watching too much porn. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of guys who who play a lot of video games, and watch a lot of porn, but are very productive. Not saying those things aren't hindering to them, Mm -hmm. but I really believe the societal messages that we're communicating to men. Mm -hmm. And the last little um, ramble, even when you think about like historically black churches, Mm -hmm. like the real like Mount Zion Baptist, Mm -hmm. that kind of preaching, who do you think that appeals to?
1: I'm not that familiar with that kind of preaching. So like, and God, yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: in the Lord, yeah, like yeah. like who like who does that appeal to?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Well, women, women, okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, like guys want to
1: sit down and hear you give me facts and information. You don't think you don't think like T D. Jakes appeals to men?
0: No, really. Okay. This style. Of, look, look, I'm not saying that T D. Jakes is not doesn't have men who
1: go to the Potter ha- Potter's mm-hmm. house. What about Michael Todd? You think he's appealing to men? Jax. No.
0: <laughs> Look, you know who we grew up on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Driscoll,
1: yeah.
0: Chandler, even Chan, Piper, those guys. Yeah. There was a style of preaching uh-huh. that they were like and a culture of their churches, which is why men flooded to them right. in masses. Right. Like, as much crap as you got to give this yeah. man, Driscoll, yep. if you look at all the men who listen to him, how many of them are really abusive husbands? Mm-hmm. How many of them are absentee fathers? Right. How many of them are financially neglecting their parents? Right. I'm not denying that he was mean, but when I look at Driscoll and I see the men who listen to him mm-hmm. is always a man who's doing well. Mm-hmm. Always a man who's, who's trying to be a better person. And so to me, the point I was bringing up is that if you, if you give men an environment where you have strong male leaders speaking into their lives, mm-hmm. when you give men an environment where you have positive messages of masculinity and positive male role models, mm-hmm. men will flourish. Mm-hmm. And, and so in a society... When you rid that mm-hmm. and then you give all the energy and effort into building up women, obviously there's gonna be a disparity between the men and the women.
1: I hear you. And I think I think you're on to a, a lot of good things in that. I'm not disagreeing with with what you said. I think the caveat I would say is that we have to be responsible for what we consume. So at so, twelve? Okay. At 11? I mean, I was lifting weights at 12. You know? Like, I was squatting and doing bench press and trying to, like, learn. But how many people were school- were lifting weights at 12, though? I mean, we seventh grade, there was a good amount of dudes in the weight weightlifting club, right? Not a majority of the school, but there was... I mean, I was... We were in the hood, and there was kids in the weightlifting. We had a fire weightlifting group. Yeah. So I say all that to say, yes, at a younger age, I think you're on to something. I think at some point, though, if the question comes down to, are you a byproduct of the community or the tribe you're a part of, or are you an individual that has choices and responsibility to make? And I think, yes, if we're looking at macro culture, all that, but, but I think one culture is getting more and more segmented. So you can be a financially literate, Dave Ramsey-esque Gamer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Like, like there's all these different sub pockets now. Mm-hmm. Where I think there's guys Twitch, Twitch streaming about being debt free and financial literacy. So I think there's all these different pockets. Now there's Ant, the Anthony O'Neill's. There's all these different guys now. So I, I would just, I would point back to, are we not responsible to consume what we consume? Yes. When I was twelve, you're Hafiz, you're right. My mother didn't make food, and even though I was lifting you know it was it was microwaveable pizzas mm-hmm. not enough protein yeah. and i wasn't able to put on the muscle but i at least knew which way to go and how to do it so that by the time i got around my trainer who i've had the same friend as a trainer for 15 years and i got the information i knew at least like okay i got to get double chicken when i go to subway yeah. and then when i made a little more money i started buying the right things and now i have meal prep yeah. but it was a but it was a slow process for me and i would just say yes and how do we instill that responsibility? Because I don't think it's society's responsibility for every man out there. I think yeah. it's men's responsibility. And to, to your point, therein lies an opportunity. Yeah. And I think that is one of the reasons why you're so successful, why Anthony O'Neill is successful, why Dave Ramsey is successful. Anybody really speaking to men yeah. is vastly successful Yeah, because there's a, that's an underserviced market. There's more demand even if it's subconscious demand, yeah. but there's still way more demand than there is supply. Yeah. So I think that is that is how the the market fixes that. That yeah. is how we mitigate that. Yeah. So yes, all those external things, overcorrections. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not equitable mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, but we still have to say, man, you know what? Okay, maybe at twelve I wasn't responsible for microwavable mm-hmm. pizzas in the trash. I had to eat because we were poor. Yeah. But at twenty-one No, definitely I should know a little bit about macronutrients if yeah. I'm trying to put on some muscle.
0: Yeah. So here was uh when I was when I was talking to Ben Shapiro a couple of years ago, I there's a there's a Brookings Institute study that he quotes all the time, and I quote it too, where it says it's three things to do to avoid poverty. Yeah. Don't have any kids before you're 21 and married, you know, get a full-time job, graduate high school. Graduate high school, yep. Yeah. And so one of the points I brought up was that one of the one of the causes or one of the signs of high school success is third grade reading scores. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things we talk about all the time. Early childhood development is so important to the prison, the you know, school to prison pipeline, mm-hmm. things those lines. Mm-hmm. So I asked a question. So if we're if we know from studies that third grade reading scores are correlated to a child's high school development, mm-hmm. who's responsible for an a, a, a eight-year-old's third grade reading scores? Mm-hmm. Is it the eight-year-old? Is it the school? Or is it the parents? And there's an argument for the latter two, not a big argument for the first one. Mm. Not many people will say it's a third grader's fault that he's not reading on the level he needs mm-hmm. to read. in mm-hmm. not saying there's not any lazy third graders mm-hmm. who are just playing maybe – Minecraft all day instead of that. Mm-hmm. But the bulk of most, it, most
1: eight year olds are lazy. Yes. If what my son's yes. about to be seven. A, yeah. He prefers to just be on yeah. the iPad all day. Yeah. and play games. But I, guarantee, <laughs> I, I guarantee
0: you that if you see him struggling, you're going to take care of you. You're going right, right, to correct right.
1: it. Cause, cause he has a mother and father in his life exactly. because we're his educators. And in. so, yes. so
0: the point that I bring up is that so much later failure is a byproduct of early childhood neglect. hmm. So much of so much of why guys are this way at 22 mm-hmm. is 16, 18, 19 years of being in an environment and not doing the things correctly. So the reason why I brought up that pornography example was that I was I had a live and I said when a 10 year old boy his his parents aren't home and he watches pornography, my experience for the first time, you think he's not what, what what's going to happen to that kid? Right, Right. Like who? Like what's what's the like? What is he gonna do next? Right. You think he's just oh uh, naked girls? I'm never gonna see this again. Mm-hmm. Like so to me, there when I see so many people, when I was teaching, by the time they got to me at 13, mm-hmm. they were gone. Mm-hmm. And now they're not, now they a lot of them turned 20 this year because it's like our eight year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Met a lot of them. All the ones that were gone at 13 mm-hmm. are equally as gone at 20.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, so you're seeing you're you're keeping up with some of these kids. Oh, I keep up with all of them. And and you're seeing that the kids that were gone are still jacked. Yes. Up. Okay. Go ahead and finish your point. Then. Yeah. I, and, I wanna... and
0: so, to me there's a responsibility for every individual to transform their life. End of the day, I don't care. That's my story. I don't care what, it's all your fault. I don't care where you were raised. I don't care the color of your skin. I don't care your ethnicity. I don't care any of that stuff. I don't care how badly your mom beat you. I don't care how many times your dad calls you stupid. If you are a man, you have a personal responsibility to build your life up, to find the necessary tools and resources Mm -hmm. to achieve the life and dream that you want. But at the same time, I know that it's easy to go from 200 pounds and being overweight than from going from 450 and being overweight mm-hmm. to being healthy. So a lot of these guys, by the time they get to 2018, when they get to that consciousness mm-hmm. that when now it's your responsibility to make mm-hmm. a change, there's so many years of childhood, mm-hmm. of junk food, of unhealthy habits, and of where they're literally like the 500 pound kid who now needs to lose 300 pounds to be healthy, yeah. and that's why I think society and us men has to do something about it. Because yes, the 500 pound dude who's overweight needs to lose 300 pounds to become healthy, but man, prevention is way more easier than the cure.
1: I'm with you on prevention for yeah. sure, and that's culture, yes. right? Culture is top down, bottom up as well. Yeah. So it's 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 a and both. You build the top, build the bottom. I would say I was that kid, yeah. and and this is why I do believe the gospel is so important, mm-hmm. because you're talking about compounded habits, mm-hmm. right? and then you're talking about external forces that are outside of your control, and for me, becoming a follower of Jesus, it was that passage in Ezekiel, I'll take your heart of stone, I'll give you a heart of flesh. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just consciousness, it was a desire for a different trajectory for my life because of the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit, which I think is very difficult to make any kind of conscious change to anything if there isn't a, an inside out transformation happening for someone's heart, right? Yeah. So it's like, I think we want a lot of the fruit of the gospel without the gospel.
0: Yeah. We want a
1: lot of the transformation, but without the actual Holy Spirit doing the transforming from the inside out. And I know that some, some of the, your audience is gonna be like, he's talking mystical mumbo jumbo, but you know it's real yeah, yeah. When, when, when when God gets a hold of your heart, all of a sudden, the things you used to hate, mm-hmm. like church, like discipline, like reading your Bible, or for me, it was reading at all. Because I was that kid, bro. I didn't really read till my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And it was reading Stephen King and the Bible that got me interested in the reading. So, all of that, all the stuff I hated, I now loved. Mm-hmm community, accountability, actually following somebody. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff that I loved, I now hated. Mm-hmm. I hated pornography. I hated sexual immorality. Yeah. I still wrestled with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think in that, I think that that is why like the heart side of it is so important. And that is why I think it is important to to, to, to tell that side of it combined with it, right? Because yeah. I think yes you're right if somebody's been living a certain way and then it's like all right but it's easier when there's a trajectory and there's a vision and there's a hope and there's a purpose for your life and it's not just like well you just need to do better yeah and it's like well how do, how do i do but when when it's inside out yeah everything can then add to that gary Vee can be another resource to yeah. that what you're doing could be a resource to that I, a bible study the book you just gave me a marcus can be a yeah. resource to that right so i but i do think that there's something to that external heart because again i don't think The question is, why is the world evil and why is it chaotic? Yeah. I think the, que- the better question is, why is there order? Yeah. And let's go and investigate that order. Yeah. Because the world is going to be bad, period. Whether mm-hmm. it's not appealing to men, women, whatever, uh, a racism, there's always going to be something externally bad with the world, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Always. But... If we have that inside out transformation and then every, then everything else can become a utility to it.
0: No, I, I agree. I, I think another thing that my, my other pushback to um, sanctification, it was not like a pushback to sanctification, but the sanctification argument is that what is sanctification in Corinth?
1: You're talking about in the church of Corinth?
0: Hey, what is, what is sanctification like in the church of Corinth?
1: Well, they need to stop being sexually immoral. But why were they sexually immoral? Because that was their culture. So to me, it's
0: like there is an understanding of there's a sanctification process that occurs, but the discipleship community process yes. helps guide that. Yes. And so but if you were to take somebody and let them regenerated by the Holy Spirit, supernatural transformation, you know, and all that good stuff. But you were put them in an environment yeah. that's not conducive to any healthy growth. The, it's like it's like a, a plant that just doesn't have a lot of nutrients
1: right, right. and so to me but, but to go back to your Corinthians example, mm-hmm. wild church probably a lot like how America is today mm-hmm. right and what was their resource It was Paul writing them letters. And that's all they had. Mm -hmm. And he would maybe make it over there. Right? So he's rebuking them through text. Like, it's not a video. It's not not a person there. Mm -hmm. They're just like, oh, like, y'all got to chill. Like, you can't be out here sexually immoral. Like, y'all got to stop with this craziness. Right? So I think they had the regenerated Holy Spirit. Yes, you're right. Environment crazy. Culture crazy. And there's different pockets of cultures where maybe you go down south and there's more people that are overweight. Yeah. You go to the West Coast, New York, it's less of an issue, right? Mm-hmm. So there are different cultures, but I mean, they had very limited resource and yet they still, by the time Second Corinthians comes around, you could yeah. tell that they, now that they've turned a the page.
0: Yeah, and, and so to me, that's the greatest, one of the greatest disciples of all time, giving you wisdom and guidance right. to turn your life around. Right. So my question always is, how many Pauls the harvest is plenty but the laborers are few for a reason mm-hmm. how many pauls are like that going into the world and seeing oh this environment is toxic this environment right. is this right, right, right. and i'm going ahead and make a change cuz that was your original question do mm-hmm. you really feel like there's not a lot of men who are here mm-hmm. and so i think that if you go to a, a lot of churches mm-hmm. and you see okay how many men are have that pauline spirit mm-hmm. That see things are wrong, speak to what's Mm -hmm. wrong, put your arm around people. If I can't be there, I'm going to go ahead and send you, you know, Apollos, I'm going to send you, Mm -hmm. you know, Timothy, I'm going to send you who I got to send you to help support you guys. Like how many guys are like that? And so to me, I think that's one of the things that I truly believe is possible. But I understand That there is an environment conducive to success and there's an environment conducive to failure. Mm -hmm. And a leader is a man who succeeds in failure and fails in success. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is this. A man who's a leader is in an amazing family, but he wilds out. Mm -hmm. You know why? He does whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. He's not, he's not, he does what he feels is best. Right. Right. He's a captain of his ship right. Everyone else is going right Well I'm going to go left Well son, there's a cliff left I don't care It's right. my life I'm going right. to do whatever I want right. That guy's a leader in that family because right. he's doing whatever he wants. Mm. Flip side, a man's a leader when he's in a bad environment mm-hmm. and he and, and he does what's right. He's in a broken family. Everyone's doing drugs. Everyone's doing crime. Everyone's doing evil. Mm-hmm. But then this man says, you know what? I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to do what's good. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going left off the cliff. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go right. Mm-hmm. You're an idiot, brother. You're an idiot, son. You're an idiot, whatever. Mm-hmm. Nah, 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 man, I ain't going that way. Mm-hmm. He's a leader mm-hmm. moving to the beat of his own drum. My question to you is how many men are like that? How many men are born leaders, mm-hmm. meaning that whether wherever you put them at, they're gonna do what they feel is right and what feel is best, mm-hmm. or how many men move to whatever the current of society is pushing them towards.
1: I say five percent, ten percent are leaders. Yeah. yeah. I say five, five percent ten percent are leaders. And I think being around leaders cultivates leadership. Yes. Right. And I think now, if we're gonna go back to the Paul example, mm-hmm. he's writing them letters, he's sending somebody. I think now we have that. Mm-hmm. We have Southside Rabbi, we have what you're doing, and everybody's speaking to different podcasts. And I would say it's even more than what the church church in yes. Corinth had. Yeah. I think we have even more. I think now it's hey, let's let's help each other out. So yeah. the guys that are listening to your podcast should yeah. be telling other people about yeah. your podcast Definitely. and so on and so forth. And it's spreading through that. So again. I think it's a small, but that's always been the case. There's yeah. always been, a, you know, five to 10% of the population doing the leading and the culture making. Yeah. And I think that's, it, it is what it is. So I think it's a small percentage, the question is, are we willing to follow them? Yeah. Right. Like, are we willing to follow them? And where does that rebellion come in? Yeah. Where it's like, Hafiz, I know you got the answers and I know you just took 45 minutes to sit with me and give me all this free game. Yeah. But I'm just gonna go back to doing whatever I think is best. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that's
0: good. And so, to the to your you um, you said Thomas Wells said the question to be asked is not why is there chaos, but the question that should be asked is why why is there order? So, and, and let's start with there. When we think about society, historically speaking, society created homogenous people. Mm-hmm. Everyone, this is what this is who you are. This is what you did. Right. This is your caste. This is your class. This right. is what you are. Right. People were robots, generally speaking. There wasn't a lot of freedom to be yourself. Western society is all about the individual. Mm-hmm. Eastern society is about the about the group. And so, what I've seen is that what created order in the past was structure. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't that men were so much better in the past. It was mm-hmm. that the rules were women couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. You guys have to do this mm-hmm. or we're going to kill you both. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't do what we're doing, you're going to mm-hmm. get stoned. Right. And so to me, I, I look at that and I look at, okay, the environment creates the success. So to answer your question, we have to be more proactive about creating better environments because is there the lazy guys who listen and don't do always. It's no. always gonna be hearers of the words or not doers of the word, right? right? Right. But what I've what I found is that a lot of them do. But what really hits me the most, and it's gonna sound arrogant, but at the same time it's it's not. When I go out in Dallas, I get stopped by a minimum of five guys a day. A minimum of five guys stop me mm-hmm. and, and, and say what's up to me and thank me for what I do. Mm-hmm. It's probably another five or ten of them who see me, mm-hmm. want to thank me, but they don't want to be annoying or weird. Mm-hmm. My question is, but I go out and I see thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Why aren't thousands of people stopping me?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's because while what we're doing is so good, there's still the harvest is plentiful, mm-hmm. man. I mean. The harvest is always plentiful. I mean. So to me, it's. We need more male leaders, mm-hmm. cause it just can't be you. It just can't be me. Yeah, like you got to think about it. You take my subscribers, your subscribers, B-Live subscribers, all these people's subscribers. A million. there's this 150 yeah, yeah, males yeah, yeah. in the United States alone.
1: Yeah, 150 million. What is a million? What yeah. is a
0: million subscribers to right. 150 million males? Right, right. Let let alone you know the 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 the, the, the world. And so, to me, I think that's where. The church and society has to make it a priority that this is our value. The way we're having this whole diversity Mm -hmm. quota and agenda, we need to have a men's health and improvement quota and agenda. Amen.
1: Amen. I think I remember taking a class in high school. It was senior year, and I had a teacher named Tamborino, and he said um, he was tenured. He was the football coach. Yeah. And he, he, gave me, he gave me this gem, and it stuck with me. And he said, people only change if they're hurt, bored, or scared. Mm. And so I think we can create all of that. Yeah. But I think there's going to be a certain demographic of guys oh, yeah. that either they're bored out of their mind, mm-hmm. and they're tired of being lonely, and they're tired of being isolated, and they're tired of the video games, and they're tired of living vicariously through the Internet, or they're going to fall on their freaking face and life is going to hurt mm. or they're just going to be scared. It's usually the last two. Yeah. I, I, I almost caught this case. I didn't catch this case. I got to change my life. Right. Yeah. Men's improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do I find Jesus? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like stay stay type that yeah, up. Yeah. So I think, I think you're, you're totally spot on. I just think that the external motivators, right, mm. are, are those. Yes. The internal motivators is legacy mm-hmm. prevention, right? My son is going to grow up completely different than yeah. how I grew up. That's the legacy side of things. I think the, the practical side is going to be those three things. And I think as we see more guys hurt, bored, or scared change themselves, yeah. they're going to then buy a proxy say, well, I want to equip people. How do I do that? Oh, you know what? TikTok or YouTube yeah. or Patreon or start this thing. So I think that the, the, the motivation though, is, yeah. is, is, it's going to be one of those three.
0: And when I was talking to you, we had the conversation about the red pill community and mm-hmm. things along those lines. Mm-hmm. That community is driven by hurt. Mm. Think about it. They find a girl, they fall in love with girl, Girl doesn't want to be with them. Girl cheats on them, girl leaves them, whatever. One of those mm-hmm. three things. Mm-hmm. They're angry. They're hurt. They go to the internet and go for answers. Mm-hmm. The hurt, like you just said, is what drives them to even want to make a change in their life. Mm. Um, and so to me, but the scary thing is that the hurt also makes you want to hurt more.
1: Right. Hurt people hurt people.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so it's like we have to find a way to, the hurt is going to motivate, but we have to find a way to get you to be motivated without being hurt. Yeah. Because the hurt people also are the combine shooters. Yeah. Also are the Aurora, you know, yeah. uh, the Colorado shootings. Right. Also are the Sandy Hook shooters. That's, and, that, and that's what the guy was talking about in the article mm-hmm. uh, about the, the CNN article about the, the, the mating crisis. He was like, because th- the danger in society is men, no purpose, no women, nothing to do. Mm. And they're angry. And so yeah. to me. That's heavy. That's heavy. And to me, I feel that yeah. because I know my students right now, a lot of them are criminals, yeah. respectfully. I'm I'm not I'm not, district, I'm, not district, I'm saying they they they're, they commit crimes for a living. Yeah, they're hurting people.
1: Yeah.
0: So to me, I I view it as like this is life. Mm. The guy who who's robbing innocent families, he's hurting like he's hurting people, but he's hurt himself. And so I I I view it as there's so much pain. That drives people to change, but there's so much pain that drives people to inflict pain, mm. and we, as a society, have to prevent them. Yeah. You know, yeah. because for for going back to what you said about leading suicide. Yeah. So many men kill themselves. Second leading cause of men between the age of 21 through 44 is suicide. Mm. Of all men and all ethnicities. That's you said the second leading, leading
1: cause. Yeah. Wow. What's the first leading? Heart disease. Un-
0: unintentional injuries. Un- wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sheesh. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so, so, so what, what I, here's my contribution, yeah. right? So you're talking about her trauma, right? So I'm putting together this, uh, mastermyhabits.com. So it's taking what, how did I, how was I able to turn the corner on this stuff in a very linear, almost like combining, I don't know if you ever read power of habit, mm. Yes, brilliant book you would love Power of Habit Power of Habit and uh, Disciplines of Grace okay. by Jerry Bridges which I've is, heard that yeah it's a great book yeah. and, and creating a free e-course for people to go through and have a point by point way of modules worksheets to, to, to turn that corner this is for the guy that can't afford a yeah. mastermind or a class or coaching or anything so that how do we channel that inner, that hurt how do we channel that into you getting shredded and transforming yeah. your life into building a six figure business into you know getting into a community or support group so that you don't keep re redoing re- the same thing over and over mm-hmm. and hurting people, right? Yeah. And I think that's that's my contribution is like because yeah. I could have been that guy. Mm-hmm. I really could have, but by the grace of God, I was I was able to not be that guy. And it's because the trajectory turned.
0: Mm. No, and I, and and that to me, you know, definitely guys get on that ASAP. That to me is a beauty and that to me is what's great. And and my brain is always like, how do we do more? mm mm-hmm. You know, how do we, how do we reach more? How do we get more people to do it? Because I, I truly believe I, what breaks my heart isn't people who suffer is the people who suffer without knowing that they didn't have to suffer. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of dudes who watch the content who are struggling, I have no... That's why when people see me, like, yelling at somebody on my videos, I'm not just yelling at them because I'm just trying to be a jerk. Mm -hmm. I have no sympathy when you have all the tools to be successful and you just are lazy. Mm -hmm. I have no sympathy. What breaks my heart is there's a... 24 year old guy in Montana who had no dad growing up, who literally had no Mark Driscoll, who had no great church, who had mm-hmm. no men's group, who had no nothing. Mm-hmm. And he's struggling and he's lost. He never heard no gospels. Mom never took him to church, you know, who had nothing. Yeah. That breaks my heart that he's suffering. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get to him. Yeah. And so so to me, um, that's that's the uh, that's a call for what you do. That's yeah. a call for what I do. And that's a call for every single man. It's, it's, yeah. they, there's so many guys right now who are just so alone. Yeah. They're just so by themselves. They just don't know. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the gospel. Yeah. There's so many people that they've probably never, ever once in America, mm. if you say the word gospel, they think about what, um, Kirk Franklin or mm. they don't even know Kirk Franklin. It's like gospel. What is that? Mm. You know? And so that's, that's what masculinity is today. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. I th- I think that's why I was encouraging you to do that with the local church yeah. as well as with your platform. Yeah. And 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 having our conversation and ha- and, and watching the Kevin Samuels, that conv- he convicted me on yeah. that cuz I was like, "Yo, um I I am going to do something locally yeah. as well as the platform." Yeah. You know cuz like I being at Flavor Fest, there's something about sitting down and talking with people in person. Yeah. You know, and 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 maybe giving them some of that hard truth and hard love in person. Yeah. You know where they can touch you, they can hear you, they can see you, they can smell you. Um, so I, th- I think that is why it's a, it's a and both. Yeah. Like, I think we could do all this, but there's nothing like seeing somebody and and even if you just take a moment and you yeah. tell them and you, I'm sure you've had people cry in front of you and all kind. It gets weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It gets weird, but I think that is why something and per- as things are opening back up, yeah. uh, I was convicted by that, and so that's then that's why I got with Jeff because yeah. I was talking like, man, what do you think about this stuff? And so we're partnering on some stuff locally awesome. out of Oceanside and San Marcos to do something. That you know, hey, if, if 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 we could pull a crowd, yeah. by all means, like let's pull a crowd yeah. in person, and maybe it'll, maybe it'll hit different yeah. than it hit on a YouTube. A hundred percent, you know,
0: a hundred percent. So, Ruslan,
1: man, this was dope, bro. Man, this amazing, is a good conversation, man. bro. This is a good conversation. I hope people, um I hope people take something away from this that mm-hmm. they could apply to, to what, improve. What,
0: what would you want
1: that to be? The one thing I did is I started waking up early. That was it. I stopped stopped going to bed at one in the morning, two in the morning. That one, in power of habit is called a keystone habit. Mm -hmm. So I started waking up early, bro. I got up, you know, now I get up between 5.30 and six, sometimes earlier, and getting up early allows me to train, to read, to think, to to praise, to get a head start on my work. And then I don't go to sleep as late, so I don't eat as bad, and Mm -hmm. I don't make poor decisions at night. Mm And so I, that changed everything. That yeah. was the breakthrough in the, in, the, in the sexual addiction. That was the breakthrough in my fitness. That was the breakthrough in my family time. That was the breakthrough in my career. Everything changed when I said, I'm not staying up late. I'm waking up early. That's awesome. And, 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 and here's the thing. It's going to suck the first two days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to suck the first two days. But you get up at 6, you get up at 5, you power through, you have an energy drink, and then... Day two, you're going to get to bed at 8.30, and then you're going to feel normal in about a week. That's awesome, man. So, That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Where can they find you at? Yeah,
1: just Ruslan KD on everything. Rus- if you just search my name, I'm usually the first thing that people it comes up on YouTube, Ruslan. And then uh, MasterMyHabits.com mm-hmm. is the free e-course I'm putting together. Right now, if they sign up, they'll get a playlist to uh, my videos on like my journey with addiction mm-hmm. and sexual addiction and all that, um, walking people through that. And then we're putting together like an actual module course with homework and the That's whole awesome. bit just as a way to give back and then I might turn it into a book yeah because I feel like there's not enough conversation on the intersection of faith and habits. Yeah. Right. And and where is that intersection of discipline and habits. So I had to go outside of the church yeah. to find out. Like I found Dave Ramsey on money, but yeah. nothing about like the men's improvement side, yeah. like like fitness, eating, just over, and you know, you know when you're when you're in that pocket with your food and your training, you yeah. know how much laser sharp you are. Yeah. So I think it's all holistically connected, yeah. and that's why I put that together. I love it, guys.
0: So guys, you know how we get down here at the roommates. Guys, be sure to reach out to Ruslan. You know, give him a subscribe on YouTube and let him know what about the podcast stood out to you guys. And if you're a guy and this is your first time hearing it, as Ruslan said, you have to apply this information. You can't just simply watch it and get the gems but you have to apply it because without application, there is no transformation and if you are a guy who's applying who's growing, who's maturing guys, send this podcast to somebody send this message out to somebody because there is so many men who don't know about this, so many men who need to hear this so many men who need their lives transformed We love you guys My name is Hafiz and I'm joined by Bruce Long. We're the roommates and have a great day